With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today, we're changing the name of the Outkick Bets podcast with Jeff Clark to Outkick Bets with Michael Gunzelman, a.k.a. The Gun Show, because he's here to help me handicap UFC 285, which is a two-title bout card featuring the return of the great John Jones. I'm excited to have you here. You're you're like the Outkick's renaissance, man, dude. Well, I, listen, first of all, I think it's great that you just introduced me by my first name and full last name because that uh, and we're talking about fighting because that was almost fighting words right there because I haven't been called that in years and you introduced me by it. So uh, I feel like I might have to throw down some punches with you, my man. But uh, no, I appreciate coming on, man. Obviously, congratulations on everything. Pod's been going great. And uh, yeah, just doing a lot. You know, been here about six months without kick. Uh, was that Fox before that? Sirius XM, all sorts of different things. Covered the UFC for years when I was at ABC. And uh, yeah, it's been going great, man. But, um, you know, I'm I'm happy. And, uh, you know, a lot of big fights coming this year, especially for UFC. So anything, can, anything I can do to help you all win some money, let's go. <laughs> well, hey, I'm sorry we're off to a rocky start. I just wanted to introduce you by your official name before I switch <laughs> over to guns moving forward. Um, we didn't do any <laughs> pre-production meetings, so I didn't know how to how to intro you so i figured just straightforward would be the best way but now i i got under your skin and geez i'm gonna have to climb out of this hole that i dug for myself um you just recently talked to um uh cody cody garbrandt right yeah i want you to yeah. talk a little bit about that and did he move you towards making a bet on his fight because he's i think the headliner of the prelims him and trevin jones in a bantamweight bout yeah. Um, I, I want you to talk a little bit about that interview and, and maybe any looks you have on that and that prelim fight. Yeah, so I have uh, the pieces available now. You can check it out at Outkick and and, and uh, Outkick.com and, uh, you know, the gun show. You, all that stuff is that it, is there. Uh, to answer your question, after speaking with Cody, 100% he changed my bet. Um, I think he is locked, loaded, ready to go. Um, it's a really good conversation and subsequent article because here's the thing. Cody Garbrandt is actually one of my favorite fighters. Um, he came into the UFC. Uh, you know, he is he went 11 and 0 and he was also the bantamweight champion at one point. So he came into the UFC and it was kind of like during that era where like Connor was starting to get bigger and like just names. More people were starting to pay attention to the UFC where, you know, that kind of like uh, like. At 20, you know, early 2000s through the mid 20, early 2010s through the mid 2015s, et cetera, and beyond. Um, and he's been an exciting and an explosive fighter. His backstory is kind of just like the guy's got nothing to lose. And that's what I really 
really kind of respect about him. You know, he he sold drugs at one point, came from a broken down home. His father was never involved. He went to college, quickly bounced out because he was just like, this isn't for me. Became a bouncer, started kind of fighting. His first fight, as he talks about it in the uh, in the piece, was him fighting like in a in like a bar, like the back of some like restaurant, like in the basement type thing, like with people just throwing money around. Like really, that's that mentality that you're dealing with with the Cody Garbrandt. And fighting is all about mental, mental preparedness, but also just being ready. And, you know, it's one thing if it's a team sport, sometimes you can rely on other people. But think of these fighters as like the quarterback, all right? If your quarterback is off or you're the starting pitcher and you're off and you give up four runs in the first inning, you're screwed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're screwed. Like, yeah. you're, 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 you know what I mean? And it can happen. But when you're a fighter and it's one-on-one and that cage locks and you're just staring at somebody else, you need to be 100% on your game, on your game. And one thing that Cody said was the last couple of fights he hasn't been, and that's why he lost, including the last one, which he definitely should have won. Many people were like, dude, come on. Like, what are you doing? How'd you lose? Well, we found out and he opened up in the interview with me he was going through a divorce. He had just sold his house that week. Jeez. And like he also has he also has children with his ex-wife. So he was dealing all through that through training camp. And clearly it's in his mind. So one thing that we both spoke about was like a Tom Brady analogy. Brady kind of uh, you know, regressed a little bit this year. He was still solid, but like he wasn't the regular Tom Brady. And it's like, well, you think. Like, obviously, he's going through a public divorce. He's got children involved, doesn't know what to do. And Cody really spoke to that aspect. And he was the first one to admit, like, dude, he's like, I probably shouldn't have even done that last fight. He goes, I was so not in there when I was facing this fighter. And so, and what did he end up doing? TKO, first round. He lost. Lost in the first round. Yeah, I so just that, watched that fight, actually. Yeah, it, it was 30 seconds in. You're, you're like, oh, well, that was quick. So he acknowledged that. And has come through. He's been talking about like his mental health here. He's been talking about like speaking with a therapist and all this stuff. And he's good. Like he's good now. And he realizes the importance of this fight after speaking with him. And I've done enough of these interviews with fighters and athletes throughout the years and bands and stuff. You can tell who's pretty much BSing you and who isn't. He's got the he's got the look in his eye. He's got that killer instinct in the eyes, man. So oh, I am all in on Cody. He's about 175, uh, 185 favorite right now. Yeah, going um, off at uh, DraftKings, our sponsor, minus 175. Yeah, I would I, I would take him, maybe parlay him with a very heavy, heavy other favorite. Um, you could also take him that he's going to finish. That doesn't go the distance. I, but I would, I'm telling you, Cody, it's not going to be an easy fight. But he realizes that like he needs to win and he's also like he's free. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that you want. Somebody that is just ready. And his mental's on point, like you're saying, and you can't you can't rely on anyone. It's not a team sport. Like Tom yeah. Brady had elite wide receivers to throw to. It doesn't work like that in fighting. Like you yeah. you're the only guy out there. Um yeah. so yeah, and like if he's coming from such a hard upbringing maybe that back against the wall type fight is not where you want to see this dude. So I'm, I'm, I'm inching towards betting a, a minus 175 wager on Cody myself. Yeah, um, I have I to check love, out. I, I do I have, like Cody. I have to check out your, your interview with him and, and the piece, but um, I know you're excited about it when we discussed it earlier this morning. And I just wanted you to start off with that. 
um, before yeah, we get into the main yeah. card. Yeah, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, listen, it's all about just trying to make money, obviously, and, and uh, you know, win some bets. So I would, uh, I'm, I'm all in on Cody for sure. All right, man. Um, let's get into the main card, though. So we'll just briefly touch on the first fight, which I that was the only fight in my UFC 2080, uh, 285 gambling guide that I I passed on. It's uh, Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. <laughs> Bo Nickel is a heavy, heavy favorite. Yeah. I did some research on him. Um, Bo Nickel right now, according to DraftKings, is minus 1,800. Jamie Pickett is plus 1,000. The odds pretty much explain how lopsided of a matchup this is going into it. Bo Nickel is a and um, an NCAA champion wrestler from Penn State. I read that he was practicing wrestling with John Jones um, leading up to this fight and yeah. in this in his instead camp. Of spa- yeah, instead of sparring, they uh, you know kind of like a gra- like a grappling type thing and wrestling against each other. Yeah, as far uh, as from a uh, a betting standpoint, I, there I, I would not like no. What are you gonna? There's really no place. There's other bets here. I mean, he is such. Bonico's coming in with such huge um, buzz. And rightfully so, he's going to demolish this. Maybe you can take the under, but like, you know, uh, but like, I don't know. I'm not even touching this because it's uh, it's minus two thousand, bro. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no there's no money to be gained there. And I don't really like even if you add that to a parlay, sure. But how much is that really? Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. If you want to add his money line to your parlay if you're that desperate to boost it up a little bit, but I mean a minus two thousand. I don't know how much it's really going to add to it. He's going to be he, he, he's going to win. So um, yeah, I, I was yeah. looking at I was looking at Cody uh, Garbrandt parlayed with Bo Nickel. Uh, you can get that down to minus one fifty. So not great odds. Okay, if you want to be right. greedier and throw in the heavy favorite in the uh, the the heavy favorite, excuse me, and the uh, women's featherweight. Yeah, yeah, that could do. Yeah, that would get it down to a parlay on that would be minus one eleven. So closer to even money. That's something I would stay away from personally, based on the the glowing review or or description you gave of Cody and, and his headspace right now. I'd probably just lay the minus one seventy five instead of fussing around with those other ones. But I don't know. I just wanted to touch on that 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 fifth yeah, that fifth sure, bout yeah, in the main card just to say like I'm officially passing. I not getting behind it, a minus eighteen hundred favorite. It'll be an exciting. It'll be exciting because he's got a lot of buzz and he's so good. So like it. Get on his get on the bow train now, if you would, because he's only going to get bigger and better. You know, yeah, fights. yeah. I mean, it's huge to see him for future fights, right? I mean, like you know, his odds probably aren't going to be that great in the next one. And Jamie Pickett, while his 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 record isn't that impressive, I mean, he's a seasoned vet and he's coming in here trying to be the spoiler. So I'm right. interested to see how it kicks off the rest of the card. But I have four looks in the other four fights, so we'll get yeah, into these. Go for it. Let's rock um, and roll. <laughs> the uh the the lightweight bout between Jalen Turner and oh no I'm gonna mess up his name Gamrot M- M- can you say it I had the video on my screen and I I'm gonna butcher it I don't want to butcher say, it Gamrot Mataj Gamrot he is right now twenty one and two he's fa- facing Jalen Turner thirteen and five he's a minus one twenty favorite um plus 180 for turner 
And Turner's actually taken some steam. He started at plus 200, and he's down to plus 185. I don't know if you have any insight to either one of these fighters, but I'm looking at the tail of the tape. Jalen Turner's younger. He's got longer leg and arm reach. He's a much better striker. And his takedown accuracy is higher, and his submission rate's a lot higher. So I feel like this is kind of a trap that I'm, frankly falling for i'm taking jalen turner here at plus at plus odds all right no i mean listen you are on the uh you're right there with those that kind of are in the know as far as the mma go at the mma game goes if you just look at the simple fact that you know gomrod's got so many more victories but he's also been around long you know what i mean so that people are just like oh he's got to be absolutely crushing you can't do that when you're looking at ufc when you're looking at at fighting everyone fights at different stages in their career um everybody is dealing with different things at that particular time and also like just because someone might not have as many fights doesn't nearly mean that that person still isn't as good now this one is going to be it, it you know it is a ba- it very well could be a battle but i can't tell you this that those that do know the sport are feeling good things about Turner. So you're right there. I'm not particularly on this myself because I'm just trying to do some smart bet. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you are not doing anything wrong by doing Turner. Like, especially if you have money on it, the, the fight's going to be exciting no matter what. He does have the submission. He does have the takedown, but he just has to be able to take him down. And when you're you're fighting an experienced fighter like Gamrot, he knows you know he's fought with some of the best out there that he knows how to stop those takedowns. So, but if he does get on the if he does get on the mat, Turner um, should be able to uh, you know pull off that victory. Um, you're not wrong with doing Turner. Um, either way, it's kind of I won't say it's a toss up, but it's kind of like choose whoever you want to root for in this fight because it's going to be it should be an exciting one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'm applying some of my team sports handicapping to to this, which may end up costing me money, right? Um, but like predictive analysis for team sports, you're looking at offense, right? Because it's much harder, at least in, we'll just go to football. It's much harder to predict defense moving forward than it is offense. I don't see how Gamrot's offense is nearly as dynamic as Jalen Turner's. I mean, his takedown defense is at 90%, according to UFC, elite, right? His takedown average is pretty good, but his takedown accuracy is only 31%. His submission average is really low. And again, his significant strike um, per minute is nearly double or half of what Jalen Turner's is. So I'm also looking at a Jalen Turner who has won five straight fights, three of which by submission, two of which by knockout, and none of them have made it to the third round. So this dude is, he's beating ass. And that's someone that I want to bet, right? Not someone who's going to try to get this get this win by, uh, by, by a judge's scorecard. Right. And uh, the thing is, this is, uh, 
Right. So he's got the momentum, but you got to realize that every fight is different. Sure. Sure. Every single time you go in there is completely different. And it's different than it's boxing, man, where, you know, you can kind of control it a little bit where it's like you start holding each other and stuff like that. I mean, it is like there are multiple ways that these people can literally put you out. There are multiple ways. So and, you know, each time and then you're dealing with the the weight cuts and, and, and stuff like that. So. I, listen, it is going to listen. The momentum train is definitely on Turner. It is going to be an all-out battle. Comrade said that yesterday in the uh, the uh, on Thursday in the press conference. He was like, "It is going to be sparks and fists flying." Well, if and that's the yeah. case, if we're having action, I'm 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 liking my Turner bet, yeah. especially at two to one. Right? I mean, I, I'm going to keep it candid with everyone listening right now. Betting UFC isn't my specialty, right? So don't line up huge bets based on what I'm saying. If if guns comes in strong on one of these car or one of these bouts, well, that's a different story. But but I'm I'm just kind of eyeballing the stuff. I spent hours looking at it, and I'm gonna take Jalen Turner at the plus odds at the chunky plus odds. Dude, you haven't done. Listen, you you're uh, you are doing the uh, the smart. Uh, like you said, it's like you're uh, the smart UFC betters are also doing that as well. So you're right there. I'm well. following the sharps. Doing it a little bit, man. Love that, dude. That's good news. All right. <laughs> this That's is good. a fight. Uh, the next fight, a welterweight bout between Jeff Neal, who's ranked seventh in the division, versus Shavat Rachmanov. Yeah. Ranked ninth um, in the division. Yeah. I'm a little confused on those rankings because this guy, Rachmanov, is busting ass. 16 yeah. and 0. Jeff Neo spells it like me. Uh, 15 and 4. I typically want to root for Americans in fighting and really just all sports, you know? That's just kind of how I, that's just how I, <laughs> seriously, that's how I operate. But like, I already placed a bet on. This one to go? Did I go over rounds or no? I took, I took Rachmanov by decision because a lot like Jalen Turner, even more so. I just think he has like a versatile skill set, and um, and like you're saying, um, MMA isn't a momentum sport like team sports are. But I'm a little confused as to how this how Jeff Neal is ranked ahead of him. Can you kind of make sense of that at all? Yeah. The, the rankings are uh, crap. That's why. Uh, don't <laughs> yeah, okay, the rankings. Enough. One of the biggest things that people uh, that, that fighters especially argue about is the rankings because there's no, a lot of times it just doesn't make sense. And you know, it's the UFC that does, it does it. So sometimes they'll rank somebody higher than somebody else just because they, you know, they, they, it'll cause either controversy or to stir things up, or they kind of have their own picture down the line of who they want to set up an eventual match with. So the rankings themselves can be very frustrating and always don't make sense. One thing for sure though, you, uh, so Jeff Neal actually just came in overweight. Uh, normally they, the fight would be called. He came in four pounds overweight. The fight should be called. Uh, UFC, you know, they, they give him an extra about 30. They give him an extra 30 minutes to come down. He still came overweight. He agreed to forfeit 30% of his purse. Now, he was already an underdog pretty significantly. Now, everybody's throwing uh, uh, money against him as well. So, I would not touch – don't – yeah, this is a bet I'm going for. Rachmanov, absolutely. And I don't think it goes the distance. So, I would go under, and I would also think uh, Rachmanov is – He's going to, um, like, Neil is, 
yeah, it's going to be something. So I would go with uh, Rachmanov absolutely here. Jeff Neal, the fact that he didn't come in on weight, it's just like, come on, bro. Yeah, he can't. Be, his his head can't all be there. His his focus can't be on point here. You would think. Yeah. Is it is it bad weight? Like he didn't come in chubby, right? He came in just thicker. Like that to me makes me that kind of gets me nervous because like. You Rock, know, Rockmanov, dude, is Rockmanov is an effing beast. Do not right. bet Jeff at all. Okay. Not, all right. All right. Cool. 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 For the love cool. of God, do not put any money on. In fact, it, because the the line switched so much after he came in overweight. Like it might be tough to even get a good remotely, not I mean a good number to begin with, but even for a parlay, some people are just like, I don't even want to talk. But Rockmanov is going to win this hands down, bottom line. He is minus four sixty, Jeff Neal's plus three seventy. So if we part if we parlay that up with Cody, um, that's gonna get us much closer to to even money odds. That would be actually minus one oh eight. So are you that confident? And Rachmanov, where you'd parlay it with Cody, or are you just good with your your you're doing? You said under in the rounds. Yeah, no, I would. So here, here's the thing: there are multiple people that are guaranteed to win this coming to you know this coming Saturday. Rachmanov's going to win. Shevchenko's going to win. Bo Nickel's going to win. That is an absolute guarantee that all three of those are going to win. Cody, I think after speaking with them, I really do love that aspect am i going to put my whole entire bank with a with a parlay of all four of those like be smart about it um i think i will i will do multiple parlays with cody winning via money line but if you're kind of trying to face you know if there's if you're trying to somehow make some money back back or whatnot do i i will tell you the shipshenko bet take the actual take rockmanov money line take Bo Nickel money line, if you even want to, because it's minus two thousand. I would take the under there as far as rounds go, because he's just gonna he's just gonna wipe them out. Um, and then the Shevchenko bet, um, I would really, I'm very high on this. Shevchenko is gonna wipe the floor, and I, I would absolutely. That's the next fight. Sorry to jump ahead here. So bottom line is Rachmanov is going to win. Take Rachmanov. Do not take. Jeff Neal whatsoever, as we've already established, okay? Especially with Jeff Neal coming in overweight, blah, blah, blah. Do not take Jeff Neal, okay? The next fight's going to be Shevchenko. is one of the best, most popular fighters in the world. She's going to absolutely destroy and, uh, you know, clean the mat with her opponent. What I like with Shevchenko is I like a round two finish. With Shevchenko. Yes, all right, now uh, round one finish is like your plus 200, 220, 250 range. Round two is plus 400 that you can get. She should most likely, listen, she probably should finish her in the first round. But if you're looking for a little bit of money, take that second round. Because the thing with the UFC is, you know, it's three minutes. So maybe, you know, there's, there's a way to, you know, that the opponent will be able to kind of like, let the clock play out, but there's no way that's going to go beyond two minutes or two rounds. So look at a first round finish at plus 200 something range. And then definitely look in the, you know, it does not hurt to throw 50, whatever you want to bet on something for a second round finish. And then you can make back all your other money that you might lose perhaps. Yeah. Shashanko's going to win. Like I said, Shashanko's winning. Rockmanov's winning. Nichols winning. I still like Cody, obviously a lot. 
like those, but those first three are definitely going to win. It's just how are they going to win? Uh, Rakhmanov, I like the under. Shoshenko, I would do an individual round, and she's either going to win in the first or second. It's not going to be on the second round, bottom line. So second one will give you more money. Doesn't hurt to do that. Maybe, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going second round plus 400 with Shoshenko. Yep, first round with Shevchenko is plus 225. Second round's plus 400. Yep. Love it. Plus 400 is a look that you have. Um, going back to Rachmanov and Jeff Neal real quick, uh, the bet that I lacked in is I actually have Rachmanov to win by decision. And okay. all 16 of his fights have been decided by knockout or submissions. Five of Neal's fights have not gone to the judges. Five of his nine UFC fights, excuse me, have not gone to the judges. So you're wondering why would I be taking Rachmanov by decision? Well, Neil's takedown defense is actually really, really good, and he wants to strike like his fighting style as a striker. Well, Rachmanov, I think, is going to be down to do that. Like he's got a longer reach, both arm and leg. His significant punch accuracy is more than 18% better than Jeff Neal's. So I think if Jeff Neal wants to keep it on the ground, and he's good at takedown defense or wants to keep it on uh stand up and is good at takedown defense. Rachmanov's like, all right, cool. I'm just going to, I'm just going to pepper you from a distance. And if that's the case, that combined with the fact that it's plus 200 for him to win by decision, I, th- that, that's what I got to the window on. So, um, it doesn't like he, like you said, he's going to win. So it's just a matter of how does he win? Uh, if you're going to bet it, like because obviously the odds are the odds, um, what they are, uh, it, it doesn't hurt to do that. You can sprinkle some on for a decision. It really just depends on what the game plan is. Will they fight it on the mat? Or are they going to try and strike against each other? Either way, Rockmanov's going to win. So, <laughs> bottom yeah, line. I think it goes to the, the judges, and I think Rachmanov, um ends up winning it. The over on one and a half rounds is minus 155. So the books like this to go at least into the third round, you would think. Like, um, I don't know. We'll see, though. Um, so you already talked at length about the featherweight championship bout between Alexa Grasso and um, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, one of the best in the world, for sure. She rules, yeah. Pretty much the GOAT of this division, right? I mean, she yeah, has the most title fight wins, the most knockout wins, and the most takedown yeah. accuracy in the history of the women flyweight division. Yeah, that's why this is not a – that's why I'm specifically doing a finish in a round. That's the only way to really make money unless you're doing a serious parlay. Um, she's She is going – she has so many finishes, and she knows exactly what she's doing. Nobody can beat her. That's why they're just throwing anybody anybody at her right now. Uh, no offense to Grasso or anything, but, like, I mean, let's it's, – it's going – pick a round. One or two, I, I'm going with second round. It should, it could very well be first round, but um, you know, hey, if you want to do both, do both. Put put more money on the first round, and plus four hundred in the second round. Like you know what I mean? There, there's ways to do it. Uh, you know, or do that. Take her first round and parlay it with uh, Nickel to give it a little extra boost if you want to, because he's so you know he's so massive on that, or Rockmanov or whoever you want uh, to kind of give it an extra, um, an extra even addition additional boost. So you don't have to put as much money on it, but uh, take a round here. That's the best way to do it. One or two. I'm going with two. Valentino. All right. Well, that kind of lines up with what I bet too. So I'm excited. I'm laying a much a lot more juice 
but I'm going under four and a half rounds at minus 150. Um, Alexa Grasso is a striker by nature. Um, Shevchenko would appear to be just well-rounded, could do whatever, but I think if she gets it to the ground, Grasso's done for, like immediately almost. So Grasso's going to try to push the fight, and, you know, it's the whole puncher's chance type thing she gets if, if she's just swinging there's a good maybe she can knock her out but if it's a technical fight that gets to the judges the water. that's no why chance. that's why yeah that's why so, that first or second round yeah she just has to catch her drag her down and then it's over because valentina's ground game is so strong so yeah it's it's not a matter of how it's a matter of when it's gonna happen <laughs> right so you're saying first or second that gives me a, a great cushion because i'm going under four and a half it's a title yeah. fight so it's five rounds yeah. Um, and, you know, the heavier juice is on the under. So they're trying to get the public to bet the, the over, right? They're trying to get this to go to the distance and get action on that side because, you know, the public bettors always want the bigger payout type thing. Hey, go I did it with two two fights prior. <laughs> well, look at the difference between second and third round. It jumps from what four hundred to eight hundred, and then eventually to sixteen hundred. There's a really there's a reason why it, it jumps significantly after that second round. Yep, yeah, goes from four hundred plus four hundred round two plus eight hundred plus twelve hundred plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, exactly, man. Nobody think think about that. Yeah, because I think I'm reading it the right way, and it correlates with your um, thought process on this, where Alexa's is going to push the fight. And Valentina is going to whoop her ass, and that's kind of how it's going to play out. Yeah, and if it doesn't happen in the first round, she's going to go back to the corner and she's going to adjust for the second round, catch her, take her down, and then submit her in 10 seconds. So first or second round, that's the best bet. I'm doing second round. All righty. Plus 400. Love it, guns. All right. So the headliner of this, um, this card is the return of John Jones. He's fighting Cyril Gain for the... Cyril Gain. Cyril Gain. I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, He's fighting him for the vacated heavyweight title belt. It's been three years since John Jones has last fought. He wanted to fight Nagano, right? But they couldn't come to a contract agreement on either side. And Nagano ended up just, I think, splitting on the UFC. Is that his current situation? He's no longer. Yeah, so the fight that everyone wanted was John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. Uh, that would have been absolutely amazing. Francis Ngannou is one of the hardest hitting people on the face of the planet. Uh, and he's, he's, he's dumb. I mean, just knocking people out left and right. Uh, it didn't happen. Had, had contract, uh, disputes with Dana White in the UFC ended up just, you know, he's not, he's not in the UFC anymore, which is very unfortunate because all we want are the fights that we want. Uh, Cyril Gahn steps up in his place. John Jones says like, oh yeah, I'll fight now. Takes over, um, against Cyril Gahn. Cyril Gahn, here's the thing with this. So John Jones going up in weight. He's been the light heavyweight champion, you know, multiple times throughout his career, et cetera, et cetera. He's one of the best mixed martial arts fighters of all time, but he had to gain weight. He went up in weight. He doesn't really do the heavyweight fights. And the thing with the heavyweight fighters is Cyril Gunn is a natural heavyweight. It's a big, big boy right there. Big dude right there. Uh, Jones looks, you know, Jones, <laughs> Jones is, uh, he, he came in, came in a little beefy, a little, little, thick. little beefy. Yeah. A little thick, thick with two C's. I, uh, there's so much money on John Jones here. Uh, and you have to realize that is the fanboys out there. That is the casual fan out there saying there's no way, as you're raising your hand right now, there's <laughs> no way that John Jones is going to lose. If you want 
I'm going to bet on this fight. But if you are really trying to do something like there's so much money on John Jones that you have to realize that is Vegas in the end going to lose? Are they going to lose on like, you know what I mean? Like that's not how it usually works. Yeah. So Cyril gone right now, you know, is if he goes, he's plus 160 plus 170. If he, there's no way he goes over 170. If he does throw like you got I'm going to throw somebody at Cyril Gunn. I do want John Jones to win. I think the UFC probably wants him to win as well to an extent in that he is one of the most popular and recognizable names out there, but there's no guarantee that he's going to continue fighting. And here's the thing. If they, if they win, it's for the vacant belt. All right? So if he wins the belt, they might just have to vacate it in, in a year again because there's no guarantee that he's going to fight afterwards because John Jones, he's up there in age, and he's already had to vacate multiple titles in the past. So maybe the UFC doesn't even want him to really win because they don't want to have to hold off on another vacant title again. So there's all these things that go into play when you're dealing with the John Jones, all right? He is uh, he's very uh, polarizing. Half the people, I'd say more than half the people, I'd say 90% of people hate John Jones. 90% of the fight world hates John Jones and what he's done to the sport, all right? Sure, he's great, but people cannot stand John Jones, all right? So he's got that hatred. But you also have the fanboy aspect, which is why Cyril Gunn came in as a favorite. Minus 175, now he's plus money. If it goes up to plus 160, plus 170, you have to put money on him. It's the heavyweights here, all right? For those that, are, that don't understand, this is heavyweights. John Jones is going up to become a heavyweight. Cyril Gunn is, uh, is a lifer heavyweight, all right? When you have those kind of battles against each other, those like, like anything can happen, all right? Anything can happen. Yeah. And that clear line movement isn't because Cyril Gunn is bad. It's because you have all these idiots that are like, oh, John Jones, let's go. There's no way he's going to lose. Well, play smart here. Cyril Gunn it could be the play, my friend. And you, you take him to decision, say neither one does anything. It's like plus it's like plus 300 or, or whatever it is. So Cyril Gunn could be the play. I kind of don't want to watch the fight and root against John Jones because <laughs> – I don't, I don't want John. I don't, you know, but I feel Cyril like the Gunn. UFC is in a better place with him as a champion because it's like the star power, right? It's like the Conor McGregor thing. If Conor McGregor is winning, headlining UFC, UFC does better, brings in more money. Yeah, you would if think, right? Fight, if he continues sure, fighting, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's listen. It's been two years since uh, Jones has last fought. Um, I. Uh, it's it's gonna be. <laughs> Guns. Yeah. Let me tell you, as someone who is one of these idiots that are betting John Jones, and I'm betting him now at the worst of the number, my my defense is that I have been a fanboy for right. a long time. Like He's the only MMA guy that I actually follow. That's why we're doing this podcast, because I'm excited for a John Jones <laughs> fight. I'm yeah. also I'm from upstate New York. He's from like Rochester, uh, Utica area. I'm like familiar with his family. Both of his brothers won a Super Bowl, right? Uh, Arthur Jones for the Baltimore Ravens, Chandler Jones for the for the uh, New England Patriots. So, like, he's used to wrestling with big dudes, you know. And a lot of what he said in the in the in the in the pre fight press conference really got me to the window on John Jones. I was gonna bet him slightly, anyways, but I'm gonna bet him a little heavier because of what he said about about. Gon's weaknesses where Gon is he's he's a phenomenal kickboxer phenomenal striker but he cannot wrestle in fact you were just saying Nick Nagano right did I say that right Francis yeah, yeah, Nagano yeah so it's, what he's one of the, the greatest reason, yeah. strikers ever 
But Nagano beat him by wrestling him, by smothering him. And yeah. like John Jones just saw the tape and said it literally in the press conference with Gon five feet away from like, this dude can't wrestle. <laughs> like I'll just, yeah. I'm just gonna grapple him. Like yeah. And no, Gon, yeah. Gon pretty much his only response was like, yeah, well this is the biggest fight of my life and I'm I'm prepared for it. I think. And it was like, all right, that doesn't sound confident. They um. Gon made a mistake. He, he, he tried to do this stupid leg thing, but then Gon and we got caught and was, and then Ngannou just smothered him and destroyed him. The thing that Jones has, though, on top of all this, is he's got the reach. He's got like one of the longest reaches. I mean, his, his reach is like the equator, bro. It is, it is, and so Gon won't be able to get close to him if he does try to get close to him. Uh, That's the grappling. Then you're screwed. Yeah, which is, but listen, like I said. Zero got, but there's so much money on Jones. I just kind of hate that. There's like 89% of bets right now are on Jones. And I, there's so much juice on him right now that I'm just like, ah, uh, should he win? He should win. But it's also, like I said, what I laid out, man, it's all the, it's a heavyweight. It's a heavyweight. He's going up in weight. He hasn't fought in two plus years. Um, a lot goes into that. And all it takes is just a split, a split second mistake. Now, Jones, you know, he has the reach, so Sirogan's going to have to figure out how is he going to get there without getting on the mat and, and getting just absolutely crushed by John Jones, who's one of the best you know technical uh, fighters out there. Yeah, black um, belt in judo. Listen, I would not parlay it with anything. I would not parlay this fight with anything. If you're going to do it, um, here's how I see know. your night plan uh, playing out, dude. I think you're going to win the first three fights. You're gonna yeah, see Gon at, at plus one seventy, and right right as he's walking out, Gun's gonna fire a bet on Gon. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm taking my winnings, and I'm trying to, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to smash UFC UFC two eighty five. And I don't, I don't hate it. And here's the thing: your handicap and logic is solid. If all you did, especially with like major sports like football or like playoff sports, if all you did was like, I'm gonna bet the opposite of the public you're probably going to make money doing this. And then yeah. when you couple that with the fact that this is this guy's this guy stepping up to fight a natural heavyweight who's who's a badass, elite world-class striker. Like it isn't like you're shooting from the hip like me, you're firing with good logic. So, I respect it. I respect it. We're just yeah. oppo. Yeah, that's we're opposite. It makes it fun though. You know what I mean? And and it, there's Listen, it's going to be exciting. John Jones returning, one of the biggest names in the history of the sport. You will get a good card here. Um, if anything, you should see some dominant performances, and that's all you kind of want. You don't want things to really go the distance. I don't think a lot of these main events go the distance, and that's uh, that's a good thing. You want stoppages. You want stoppages. You want things to end, and that's Action. why I think UFC 285 should be pretty solid. And then to see Jones come back, yeah. I mean, as far as Batman, you're on Jones. I uh, – as of right now, there's so much money coming in from I don't know. May I might I might have to do more of a game time decision to see how the rest of the night went for me, as you just said. Uh if God gone if God, if gone goes over plus one seventy, I have to put money on gone for sure. Cause that's just ridiculous money. You're talking about he's not hurt, nothing changed. It's just so much money came in on Jones. So we shall see, man. But overall, I uh, I'm all about I think Shoshenko, pick a round on her. Um, I think that's easy right there. Rock one up. I, you know, do not bet on Jeff Neal. It's, like I said, do not bet on 
And my favorite, though, of course, is Cody. I'm just speaking with him. I think Cody Garber gets it done. Um, you know, that's in that in that in that range right there. So, um, you know, it's going to be exciting, man. Uh, it's it's something you're dealing with. Listen, you're dealing with two your your co your your main event and co and co uh, co main event, which Shevchenko and John Jones are two of the greatest to ever do it. So, right there alone is reason to get the pay per view for sure. So, and to win money. Let's go. Absolutely. I'm 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 backing Jalen Turner to win plus 185. Um probably going to sprinkle on Cody based on what we talked about. I'm going to take Rachmanov to win by decision plus 200. I'm going with Shevchenko Grasso to go under four and a half rounds and I'm taking John Jones. Um a little oppo you on that one guns, but um I don't hate your logic and I think when people get like liquored up in Vegas and 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 the real money comes in, you're gonna get your your gone at plus one seventy five. I think that number is gonna get better. So if you are, um, if you're feeling guns here or you you agree with him in any way, just just wait until like ten minutes before the fight. You're gonna get a good number here because yeah. a bunch of suckers like me are gonna take John Jones and yeah. hey. All those skyscrapers in the desert are built on sucker money like myself. So uh, you do a ton of shit for Outkick. It's awesome working with you, dude. I'm happy to finally bring you, get you on here. And we're going to, we're going to have you back to talk more gambling stuff. I know you gamble on other stuff outside the UFC. You do a ton of stuff just in general. Oh, you're a content machine. Where can people find your content and, and keep along with the gun show? Yeah, Steph, everybody, you drop me a follow. Thanks for those words, man. Hell yeah. Uh, it's, it's great being part of the team. Uh, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, the whole thing, all the social media is The Gun Show, G-U-N-Z, The Gun Show. You can always listen to The Gun Show podcast as well. It's a music sports interview show, which is always a lot of fun. And, of course, Outkick. Plenty of stuff on Outkick doing. TikToks for Outkick doing all sorts of great content there and uh, writing a ton of interviews and doing a ton of uh, articles and a lot, a lot of great stuff though. So it's been an absolute blast. You know, we have you know World Series champions to you know UFC champions. So everything we've got going on. So good stuff all around. You can follow it, just guns. G U N Z. Do the damn Dude, thing. Dude, how easy it is. Like how SEO friendly is your name? Just Google the Gun Show, and all the top reser- uh, results are going to go right to guns. Not going to say your government name, the homie Guns. Yeah. Thanks for stopping on Outkick. That's with Jeff Clark. Hey. Show us some love. Show guns some love. It's on social media. Social media. If you can leave me a nice review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I would greatly appreciate it. Best of luck to you guys on the UFC 285, and I'll talk to you guys next week with other gambling content. Peace.